scoreline when he looked at it, like looks like a hammering. And it was a hammering though. They scored 28 points in about three minutes, and we couldn't stop them. You know, okay, so it was a hammering. But there's there's different levels of hammerings here. OTB AM live weekday mornings from 7:30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Right, news breaking this morning. Colin Bonner has been relieved of his position as the manager of the Tipperary Hurlers. Um, to talk about the Kilkenny side of the All-Ireland Final, uh, David Herity joins us now. David, good morning to you. How are you? Great. And yourself, Ger? How yeah, are you? good. That news just breaking this morning about Colin Bonner. Um, it's not really that much of a surprise in the end, is it? I, I think it has to be. No matter what, like if you... If a manager is only getting one year at the moment, obviously we're talking about Brian in 24 years there and obviously John Kiley and he's five years. Jesus, one year and as a manager, that's fairly brave county board to do that, given the time, especially with the amount of injuries Tipperary had this year. I I, I don't know. Now, obviously Tommy Dunn leaving yesterday, Declan Curry, has just completely pulled the rug on that whole uh, management there. Once that happens, then, yeah, it, it's... That's curtains pretty much for the manager. I'm just, I still am very surprised considering the amount of injuries they had this year. They all ended with Colin Bonner. They, they interviewed last year. Well, I've noticed Willie come back into the reckoning uh, job as well. So obviously put all their eggs in Colin Bonner. They went after Colin Bonner last year, and then to, to relieve him after a year is uh, it's tough going on him. It definitely is tough going on him, and, and maybe maybe actually you are right. I just it, it felt like it had kind of petered out at the end and that um, I don't know maybe we'll see what happens um, plenty of, plenty of time in the off season to talk about that from the Kilkenny side of things David we talked to you two weeks ago in the intervening period how do you feel that the Kilkenny side matches up with this Limerick team at the moment Physically, if you're if you're going down tactically and physically, they're probably the two areas that you would say. You know, if we were talking two weeks ago, I, I felt that we were far superior, even before say the Clare game. Now, having said that, physically, again, you know, you saw the the Munster final after the Munster final, the lads celebrating and they all have their tops off and they look like the South African team from the world before the World Cup four years ago. They're absolute beasts of men. The only thing is the Kilkenny team. A different type of physicality. They wouldn't be hitting probably the same in weights, but there's the, the toughness that's borne out in 15 v 15 games in Kilkenny is different. Like the, the ball is thrown in, the whistle, the whistle is swallowed, and you just get on with it. And that level of of toughness against the Limerick physicality, I think that's what makes it as exciting as it is on Sunday. I think Kilkenny will be well able to match that physicality. They did it in 2019. I think every team, if you ask anyone in the county uh, or in the country, who can match them? I think a lot of people say Galway because maybe of their, their physical size. Kenny, if you look at TJ Reid, even just say, if you look back to Mikey Butler there, uh, someone who's very small in stature, a bit like a Tommy Welch when he was back playing. Like these lads are as tough as nails. Richie Owen are all out there, but, um, you know, who could see game time and Sunday. Physically, they're, they're extremely imposing lads. So I think Kenny will be able to match up for that. The thing tactically, Kenny have finally embraced, and Brian has as well, the short game and the long game. Now, the only big thing, you know, and that's why Clare couldn't handle Kenny in the semi final. The only small, small bit of a worry is the fact that against Wexford, when I suppose the, the shit was hitting the man, Kenny went back to the long ball. Against Galway up in Salt Hill, Kenny went back to the long ball. If they fight, they, they had, they were always had Clare at their arm's length so they were able to play they were able to match they were able to hit the ball hit the long ball 
happen now on Sunday if Limerick get on top are they going to root one again the 2019 against Tipperary when they keep even though Tipperary had called back their spare are they going to do that or are they have they finally evolved now into a team that's able to play to a system and keep it going for the 75 odd minutes Tommy Walsh called it heads up hurling that's what they're doing now as opposed to it just being playing through the lines or just the long ball it's like whatever the right option is take the right option don't just do something that's pre-programmed has it literally happened this year is that just is that what's happened that like a team can get this into them potentially because at club level many of them are doing this and the skill set of the Kilkenny players is so high that it is possible that you don't need five or six years of conditioning to go right now we're a running team now we're a short short passing team it's like actually you know we can do a little bit of everything here if we're just a bit clever about it yeah, no, it's it's not a new thing. In 2014, we lost to Dublin in a league matchup in Parnell Park. Um, and we were brought in then to a room. We were training in Carlo IT at the time. And it was this was kind of introduced, that this is what we would do. Because I remember after, in that in that Dublin match, I caught a ball and drove it like you do every single other time. And James McGarry had said to me, no, you should have picked out someone. And that was that to me was the start of it then. Because Clare had done it in 2013, they saw that probably keep onto the ball a little bit more rather than just driving the ball. This is what should come in. Now, I don't know where it... it this is the thing that, like, obviously Kenny will do that for a certain length of time, but then, like I said, when they go behind, it's route one stuff, and that's it. And it's uh, it goes back to that. Now, they've consistently are doing it, but then again, you have to have the... You know, I think Kenny now know that they have to do it. They don't have those tall fours that they used to have. Even, you know, it's a Richie Power with sublime skill will catch it anywhere. Or the likes of, you know, Gert or Eddie Brennan or Jesus Henry, the, the, the names are endless there. They have to, they now have to adapt. The likes of Owen Cody is not as big as, as some of these lads. Adrian Mullen is brilliant to find a little pocket of space. I actually think the new lads that have come through, the Owen Cody's Adrian Mullins there. Obviously, Park Welch back up in the fours there as well. They're just super intelligent lads that are able to, find pockets of space and they're able to get their heads up and they um, again then you have a look at the backs you have, you have Paddy Deegan you Lawler they're baiting out past their men they're looking Mikey Carey phenomenal fitness levels again that he's able to go give a ball and support again so Kenny have adapted because of the players now that are now available with the age group that they have they've uh, the players have been able to do it as well but you also look you change up again the management team as well you have Connor Phelan in there who has, has a huge amount of experience, obviously, between WIT and the different teams that he's been with, Mel Nets Rangers the last few years. He's in there coaching them as well. So he'll have brought his own different style, I'm sure. He, you know, Brian has obviously asked him in, so he'll have to embrace what Connor's ideas are as well in training. Uh, what, what, what do you think is going to happen when you've been like thinking about this game for the last couple of weeks? Uh, how, how does it unfold in your head? Kenny have to get off to a good start. I know even Limerick got off to a smashing start there 6-1. They have to keep Limerick at arm's length like they did in 2019 when they were 1-8 to 3 points up. They have to keep them away. If Limerick, I feel that if Limerick are 6 points up at half time, this is game over. Then the panic sets in and it's back to the route one hurl and then we might see that. I think they have to stay on top. They have to get two goals up like they did against Clare. Again, scored 16 goals this year. Limerick have only scored seven. I, I just don't think it's in Limerick's capacity. I, I, the muscle memory, I don't think Limerick have it. I think the Kenny lads can get goals. Limerick on Owen Murphy, I just don't see it happening. If they do, it came over for Kenny. Uh, they can't be a straight point shootout. I think the Kenny just have to physically match them. I think they have to push up and grow out Hegarty and Morrissey. I think Richie Reid is going to sit back in the edge of the D and try and cut out that ball to, to Flanagan and to... Uh, to Galan and to Casey. Now, if he sits back, 
that's why it's vital if Keane Lynch is not playing if he's not playing that mean and Kyle Hayes is there then Conor Brown can kind of split that role between Richie whereas if Keane Lynch is playing well then they need a full time man marker on him um, he'll just do too much damage Adrian Munn will come out to midfield Will O'Donnell he'll pick up that area I don't think he's going to pick up Will O'Donnell he's just going to pick up that area I think TJ Reid is going to come out and it's going to be a kind of a, a pass over there between Barry Nash and Morrissey who's going to take him up but I, I, I think they I would like to see them pushing up on that half-back line like they did in 2019. I'd like them to push up and give them absolutely no space there whatsoever. I think we knew of someone like Owen Murphy who plays naturally outfield. He's a natural sweeper there. I don't think you need Richie Reid sitting back, but just the type of player that Richie Reid is and the possessions that he was on the last day, 24, I don't think Kenny will change their game plan starting off. I think he'll sit back. I said, if Keen Lynch is playing, I think the, I think the game uh, it, it really hangs on whether he is playing or not. I, I like that's the thing uh, talking to some Limerick supporters this week they were like ah it's grand we, we've reached this final essentially without him this year but it is different uh, and a fully fit Keane Lynch I don't know how fully fit he would have been anyway but any anyway fit in getting into the game and playing his way into the game over 45-50 minutes would have been a massive boost to Limerick who let's face it aren't at their imperious best at the moment you know if you think back to last year in the second half of the Munster final against Tipperary an all time great display maybe they were allowed to do that the first half of the All-Ireland final last year an all time great display they haven't hit those heights just yet No I, I, I think the Limerick team is very much like the Kenny team of 0-8 0-9 8 a bit like last year with Limerick they demolished everyone they have all nearly a team of all-stars there this year they're just get doing enough and and I see the match being like a, a cracker a bit like 0-9 there where you know Tip had their chances Peter Ryan was the man of the match they just didn't take them and Kilkenny yeah, pipped them on the, the home straight I can see it as close a contest as that um, they're not they're, you know obviously I, I think the two pivotal players for Limerick are Declan Hannon and Keane Lynch in 2019, Declan Hannon went, Hannon went off with concussion. A lot of people kind of forget that, that. That's the reason why I think Limerick lost that day, the fact that he was knocked out of the equation. He's the heartbeat, but Keane Lynch is the brains up there in front, and they haven't been motoring as well as they are because he brings in everyone else. He's not just scoring himself. He's setting up an abundance of scores then for runners off. You have Barry Nash coming out, Keane Lynch is there, a quick ball to him. He's laying it off then to Kyle Hayes or Gerard Hegarty or whoever it is, Donahue there, midfield, or laying that ball in then to Galan. He's the kind of stopping point there before in that whole area. If he's missing, it's it's massive for um, it's massive for uh, Kilkenny. Um, the evolution of the style of play and the development of those young players that we've talked about is um, it's a very compelling argument that this is actually a new Kilkenny team that we're seeing and that actually this is a team who is developing and evolving into a team that over the next couple of years should be able to go toe-to-toe with this Limerick team is that what we're witnessing here? Is this the the birth of a, a truly great rivalry? I think it can. I, I think that TJ, TJ Reid is going to stay on for another year. I, I think it'd be foolish not to. He's only 29 points off Pat Horgan there when it comes to the scoring records. And I think he's only two off Brick Welsh. So he, I think TJ will stay on next year. I think he's key to everything. The thing what people don't realise about TJ is he, he's not like any other player I've ever seen or ever played with or trained with ever in my life. There's no other person that would be out on a pitch before a training session commentating himself hitting balls over the bar like you know Drew Reed has the ball and TJ Reed sticks it over the bar and everyone's kind of looking at him and just laughing but that's just the way he is or in a member in in 11 before semi-final um, we, I was in the gym you just you know a few of us went to the gym the day before and you might do a bit of stretching but TJ's picking up a weight over there he's doing a few chin-ups there 
he was just a little pick and mix of absolutely everything. He could do a few squats. And I remember just saying to him, kind of going, would you not want to be taking it easy the match tomorrow, TJ? And he goes, you know, TJ, man the match tomorrow. And that was it. That that was in his head. That that's the way he believes. He doesn't get nervous. He actually ended up getting getting a yellow card and taken off at half time. But that wouldn't deflate <laughs> the likes of TJ. He he just he, he's he he's like he lasts what every other player, what every other normal player would have of of uh, that nervousness. But he steps up to the free. There's a reason why he's got 19 out of the last 20 frees. Like at the end of a game, if you had any person in the history of the game that could step up to a 21, it would be TJ. I just don't think he gets nervous. It's like a, he, he still plays like a child out on the pitch. Even to see, you see him celebrating after the semi-final, he's there fist pumping to himself for about a minute after the game and the camera was on him. No one else around, but just happy out. And I, I think even the fact that his brother, I know it did hurt him, the fact that he had two, uh, he had, you know, he's been captain twice and hasn't got a chance to go up in the Lee McCarthy, uh, lift the Lee McCarthy. The fact that his brother is there, um, he has a chance. I, I think he's going to be, I think he's pivotal to the whole thing. I think he's pivotal to Kenny over that they, that Brian Cody, no matter what happens at the end of this year, that he keeps on to TJ, make sure that he's nailed down TJ for, for next year, yeah. along with the likes of Owen Murphy. Well, we were speculating in the office, like, is this the time if, if they win? Is this the time when Cody goes? I was like, I don't think so. I can't imagine him walking away from a winning team. Like, you no. know, because it's a and winning team. There's a good chance they might win again. And that's it. Uh, he said to us, again, back in the dressing room, he, he couldn't get over and he mentioned Willie O'Connor. He goes, I, I don't get people, players, who uh, they win and they walk away. Why would you walk away? He, he kind of nearly, you know, Willie O'Connor was captain in, in uh, thousand and then stepped away from the panel. And uh, I don't know, does he see it as, Jesus, uh, I should have mentioned Willie O'Connor with the next word I'm going to say, but like, I don't know, does he see it as a coward's way of kind of walking off, like into the kind of sunset? Like, why not? Why not stay around and battle right to the end until you can't give any more? in the jersey that's the way he is and I, and I expect that he wouldn't walk away I think the funny thing is everyone now wants to stay on because obviously Henry was the most natural successor to him but now Henry's up in Galway Henry's not going to leave after a year so people probably want him around for the next three years or otherwise what happens who fills in there for the next three years is it, is it Derek Ling if, if it is Derek Ling there and he's around for the next two or three years that means you're kicking Sheffin away from the job for the next three years so it's uh, I think it's uh, like I said the last time I was on with you it's gone full circle I think people want him to stay on now it all depends I, I really do think that the only the only way people get pissed off in the final is the fact that if we go back to the usual long ball if we start playing the hurling that we did against Clare all the way through and stay true to this goal varying it up between short ball and long ball and try and take this on go toe to toe with Limerick um, the way that they can I think people will be happy enough uh, and Brian will be happy enough to stay on there's no way he's walking away from this to go back to what you know he had his birthday there the other day he's 68 years young at this stage but I don't see why he would even contemplate he's retired from teaching he's every day all day to concentrate on hurling there's no way he's going to step away with a chance of a team winning in Ireland next year he's Jeez, I think this could give him a whole new lease of life. He could be around for the next decade after this. Yeah, if they win, for sure. Can I um, just... The, the the start of the second half between Limerick and Galway, a ball gets rained down in on the Limerick full back line, it's caught and it's flashed into the back of the net. And it's game on, right? And the stadium erupts and everybody's like, ooh, something's on here. And ultimately, Galway don't see it out, fair enough. Uh, Limerick get a few points from the bench and that's enough to see them through. But for the rest of that match more long balls reined in on the full-back line and actually Limerick came out with them. So, if you're analysing that as a manager, do you think, well, that worked once and that was enough and that got everybody up and that gave us a swing and it gave us confidence? Or do you think, actually, 
on balance we got three points off that from that goal but actually there are five other balls that go in and for the last 25 minutes it's kind of a bit soul destroying that the Limerick full back line are coming out with it what, how do you coldly analyse what Galway did with the long ball to the Limerick full back line in that second half to vary it up it's you have to vary it up the way things are going in the second half you have to read it as a manager if you're getting a few long balls in and a bit like Kenny did hit long balls in against Clare and they got the Mossy Cohn goal off it in the in the first half you hit it in but then if you see okay they're mopping up the ball you need to play it through the lines again you need to go back to that you need to have a team that's doing this so often that like you know it's, it's Henry's first year with Galway um, there is a small bit of panic though at the end of the matches you see it as well that, that teams go two points behind and next thing they go for a goal and you're really pulling your hair out on the side and going Jesus keep the keep the tipping over there's still you know, there's still another five minutes Like obviously teams will have no, noticed now at this stage that every game is not 70 minutes anymore it's 75, 76 minutes so when you see 69 there is a time when players tend to kind of panic because the game is nearly over and they start going for goals here let's lob the ball in but if that's that can head a bit of experience this you know you can't beat the experience that Limerick have but they've won so much they're 15 games unbeaten now at the moment uh, I just think they have enough to see it out I just think I think being up by a point or two against the Kenny team coming down the home straight though I think that's different though I, I just think Kenny would love that he saw it again against Cork there last year like three points is not enough even if you're in the 76 minute Adrian Money gets a goal they need to be far enough out. But again, you have to get onto the team. Another reason, actually, I think why Limerick mightn't be as impressive this year. They're still a phenomenal team. And, and chances are, if they win on Sunday, they go down as one of the, the greatest teams, one of the greats up there with the three in a row teams and four in a rows. But I don't think the water break has hampered them usually this year, where Canark is now coming on every 17 and a half minutes and showing them, here's the new, here's the new tactics. Here, this is what we're doing for the next 17 minutes there. And then we have him at halftime. He's not getting a chance to talk to him at three times in a game which is phenomenal when you have the brains that he has and the players that have that, that they're together now five years. It's amazing. But the fact that that's now taken out and they've only one chance to talk to him at half time, I think that's another reason why they're just not dominating as much as they have other years. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, are you talking yourself into a Kilkenny win? Is that what you're, you feel like you're doing or is that cold rational analysis going, this is very close to a 50-50 game and if the breaks go Kilkenny's way, they're going to win? Yeah, no, it is. It, 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 I do think it is a 50-50 game. I think... Uh, I think when you have when you have a player like TJ Reid, like I said, that he can do absolutely anything on the, on a day, and he'll fully believe that he can win uh, win the win the game. When you have Owen Murphy and goal, that is, you know, he pulls off the saves that he does and controls the backs the way he does. You know, you need you need an exceptional goalie, exceptional free taker. Kenny have that. They also have that bit of toughness. They do not fear Limerick. They, you know, they they would have beaten the minor in fourteen. You know, in 17, they lost them under 20, but then they beat him in 17. Limerick won in 18. Kikenny won in 19. You know, there's, there's, there's a rivalry there with this bunch of players there on both sets. And Kikenny have matched them every single time. There's nothing between the teams. Even when they bet them in 18, it was only by a, uh, a point or two in the end. And Kikenny were still a little bit bitter that they could have got a few frees that day uh, near the end of the game. So yeah, I, I would I would never ever ever back against the Kilkenny team. Not a chance in hell. And I, I I think if they get those couple of goals on Sunday, I think it can be their day. Yeah. Enjoy the game, David. Thanks a million for joining us this morning. Cheers. Thanks, Joe. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.